Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Crops. Yeah, there we go again. I can actually push a button right some days. <laughs> hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you today. Today's War Room Day, where you have the opportunity to come to the Oregon Citizens Lobby War Room. The Ike Box in the Bay Room from 8 to 3. Today we're going to be meeting and joining us in the afternoon. At 2.30 will be State Senator Kim Thatcher, who put out a great email yesterday uh, about Senate Bill 579 that, ex- that lets prisoners vote while they're in prison. About 12,000 of them. Now, she opposes the bill. We oppose the bill. We're going to hear from her about that bill. She does have, however, believe it or not, a bill that passed yesterday in the Oregon Senate that is her bill. It is the Wrongful Conviction Compensation Bill, Senate Bill 1584. It passed unanimously. Now, it died last year, or or, uh, last regular session, which would have been two years ago, in 21, in the Ways and Means Committee. These are the people that decide where your money gets spent. Well, it died. It passed last year, but it died there. Now, it will go there again. What this bill does is it replaces, it gives money for a wrongful conviction for somebody, and she does this masterfully. It's the emotional argument. It's what we teach you to do in the war room, which is a great reason for you to come today, because we do training in the war room. She emo- We train you how to make the emotional argument to legislators or city council people or school boards. Because that's how America, unfortunately, is decided today. Not on logic and reasoning, but absolutely on emotion. So she smartly uses it. Listen to this. Here's what she wrote. In the passage unanimously of the bill she sponsored, Senate Bill 1584. We need safe communities, she wrote. But when a person does the time without having done the crime... We owe it to these people to help them get back on their feet. There's no way to replace the years a wrongful conviction took from them. They've missed birthdays and funerals, family milestones and career opportunities. This bill will help make things right for them. That's the emotional argument. Missing birthdays and funerals, family milestones, career opportunities. It's the smart thing to do. If you want to get bleeding heart liberal Democrats to join you in common sense legislation, because it is common sense. 
It doesn't happen very often. It's not very expensive. In fact, in her press release, the National Register of Exonerations has said there have been 21 exonerations in Oregon since 1991. Now, my lightning quick mind, that's what, 22 years? Many of which of the exonerations have actually been proven innocent. Those who have been found innocent, only the ones who are found innocent are eligible for compensation under this bill. Okay. This is an example of how you can actually get something passed. As a conservative Republican, which she is. Now, is it is it a big deal? Yeah, it is. It's something that you can talk about. Now, she also talks about in her newsletter, Senate Bill 579. She talks about the dilemma. It's also an emotional argument. We'll get into that, but there are some other things that I want to get to today. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Do Oregon lawmakers deserve an 80% pay raise? What? Yes. Once again, that bill is back. The argument being that they're putting in so much time. This is an OPB article by our old buddy Dirk Van de Hart. This is uh, the argument that, well, we're working so hard for you. Because it's not a part-time legislature anymore. Now, that is largely true if you take your legislative uh, service seriously. But yet in this article, one of the biggest reasons for doing this is because low pay is racist. What? Yeah. Like my dramatic embellishments there, folks. Yes. Folks, I said this on the uh, podcast I was on, Captive Audience podcast that Kevin Hoare former communications director of the Oregon Republican Party, he does it five nights a week, he said this. Every legislation that will come out of this legislative session by the left has two main components. Sometimes they're tied together, sometimes they're not. But it's either one of two or both of things. Number one, it is racist if you oppose any idea they have. And number two, It's all about climate change. You're trying to destroy the planet. You don't want to preserve the planet for future generations. If you don't, if you vote against, if you oppose the idea of, say, you know, doing away with all natural gas in your home, banning it from use in the state of Oregon, because that's where they want to go, folks. Oh, yeah, I know the city of Eugene and probably what's going to come out of some of these placeholder bills for gotten stuffs later in the sessions, you know, about uh, business or uh, buildings, the, the new type of building. 
all of that. It's just meant to be for new construction, right? Well, how does the left work? They always get the camel with the nose under the tent, don't they? Then they expand it. Because if you don't, you're a polluter. You're for CO2 in the air. Which, by the way, you got to have to live. But doesn't matter. You know, so that farmers like me can grow crops that feed people. It doesn't matter. There's too much of it. Really? It keeps going down and down and down, at least in America. And it ain't making any difference in the world. Why? Because the Chinese are still opening up a new coal-fired plant, power plant every month, folks. A new one every month. And they're going to do this through 3035. We get to destroy our economy. By the way, you know all these wind turbines... It was a story that came out yesterday that all these wind, by 2050, these wind turbine blades and these wind turbines have to be replaced, folks, because their usefulness of their life will be over. What's going to happen with all those gigantic 100-foot blades and the thousands and the thousands of wind turbines that we've erected around America? Where are they going to be recycled? Hmm? They're going to bury them in some big landfill pit? Are they going to try to recycle it? How about all the leaking oil from those giant generators up on top of those wind turbines? Hmm? What are they going to do with that? Just saying. Anyway, everything in the Oregon legislature that you're going to see come out of here is either racist, and you're a racist if you oppose it, or it's to save the planet, climate change, everything, including the pay raise. You think I'm kidding? You read the story today, and you'll figure it out, because they make that argument, and then they turn around, and they contradict the same argument. You see, there's a website for a coalition which calls itself the Opportunity to Serve Oregon. And they make, these are the people pushing the 80% pay raise, which, by the way, would make Oregon the seventh highest paid state. Okay? Okay. In the nation. The thing is this. <laughs> the uh, All the states that have higher pay than Oregon are full-time legislatures. We don't have a full-time legislature, and you don't want one, folks. Now, let me, let me got to say this to you. By the way, that was according to a 2022 survey from the Oregon or from the National Conference of State Legislatures. I used to belong to them. I used to be the chair of an ag committee for them. So all the state legislatures come together and they have a mini Congress a couple times a year. There are just seven legislatures in the nation that earn a higher base pay than what they're proposing for Oregon. All of them are full-time. We're part-time. We would be the highest paid part-time legislature in the nation, folks. At a base pay of $64,000. 
and it'll get readjusted every two years based on, you know, the readjustment of what's happening out there. This is ridiculous. But this coalition that's pushing this says it's no coincidence, quote, that historically Oregon's legislatures have been older, whiter, and wealthier. Average Oregonian. The low legislative salary is a barrier to electing legislators who represent the diversity of our state. That's the racist argument, isn't it? Well, later on in the article, Dirk makes the point. Now, Dirk's no conservative, folks. But he makes the point. that what, And I quote from the article, while low pay is seen as an impediment to diversity, the state house has grown more diverse in recent years. Hello. You want to talk about destroying the argument in the article. All right, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Also, we're going to talk about HJR 21 steals your kicker, folks. And it does it in a very slick way. The FTX donor to the Oregon Democrat Party that pled that made the illegal $500,000 contribution. He pled guilty, folks, back in federal court to doing just that thing. The question is, will the Secretary of State's office follow through with the $35,000 fine? And will the courts overturn it? We'll see. Back in a moment. It's 620. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. And we're back. Great to have you with us. 22 minutes past the top of the hour. We will go to the phones to the Power Buick GMC talk line, 503-589-1220, 503-589-1220. Or you can shoot me an email. I'll do my best to read it on the air to Jeff, 1220.am or Jeff at kslm.news, like the one I got from Gino. It's entitled, Peace at Last. Since all the leaders of the world, Gino writes, are hell-bent on enriching themselves and not trying to negotiate a peace settlement for this world war they're promoting, I submit all citizens of the world send our leaders into an arena to fight it out amongst themselves with their choice of weapons. The winner, take all. Since there will not be anything left of the world to speak of anyway, we may as well go this route. Besides, we all know the Scranton City kid will come out victorious. Just saying. <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine Joe Biden. Yeah. Joe Biden. Wow. And then uh, Linda writes me an email about how you recycle wind turbine blades. Hmm. I'll have to read that one. But I got to remind you first before I go to the phones... Rebecca Donaldson won the best of Willamette Valley in the real estate business. You know why? 
because she's really good at what she does. That's good for you if you're thinking about buying or selling a home. She's been doing this a long time. And she has a very great team that works with her. You can check out her website. If you go to rebeccasgothouses.com, that's all one word, rebeccasgothouses.com. Or you can just give her a call, 503-269-0747. Let's go to Art, who's on the line. Art, good morning to you. What's on your mind today about the things we're talking about? Oh, Jeff, let me tell you, it's funny, funny, funny how the legislature makes these claims. Oh, if we made more money, more people would run, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, You know, I think it's a red herring. Uh, The reason why uh, more people don't run on the Democrat side is because they have to deal with the unions and all the garbage uh, that is there. You can't. You can't have an opinion. You're controlled, and of course, right. uh, and of course, on the Republican side, people of color, uh, a lot of them don't run because they're labeled as traitors, and uh, you know all the <laughs> names that Republicans of color. Uh, get labeled with, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, uh, I, I believe you said Prozansky was the one that wants the raise. Uh, and, and, of course, <laughs> he uh, definitely is a Democrat, and he would like to make more money. But I'm more for, uh, you know, volunteer government. I'm for term limits, more diversity, et cetera, et cetera, less control uh, by the unions in our government and in our state. Uh, And it's just ridiculous what they're trying to do, Jeff. We all know uh, that they are less than truthful about the whole environment out there uh, concerning why people don't get involved in state government here in Oregon. Uh, it's a real damn headache. I respect people like Kim Thatcher and Mannix who have full-time jobs, uh, run companies and businesses. Uh, You don't hear them complaining about their wages because they want to give back to Oregon. Well, that's part of public service, isn't it? You know, isn't it amazing? I mean, you want to talk about what takes a lot of time. Try being... Uh, on a school board, <laughs> I mean, especially in this day and age, and they serve for free, no pay. And, and hey, you're just, absolutely right. I serve yeah. on a committee, an elected committee in right. the vending program that I'm in, absolutely free. It, you know, it takes up a lot of my time, but it's because I want to make the program better, and of course, I want to make the Oregon Commission for the Blind comply with the law and put more blind people to work and actually make a program that we can be proud of. And that's why I do it, Jeff. Not for the money, for the public service, to make Oregon a better place to be. You're right. 
Thank you, Art. I appreciate bless, your opinion. Jeff. That's what Art thinks, and I think he's 100% correct. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC. Talk, you think legislators deserve an 80% pay increase? Don't think so. And Marie writes a text, says, do you think the current legislative salary actually keeps people of color from running? No, because people of color and minorities have run and they've increased, according to this OPB article, in the last few years. And that legislative salary hasn't increased. She writes, it's part-time work. I think it's supplements their income along with increasing their influence. I could be wrong. Art's correct. He says they give back. That's right. He is correct. It's part of public service. But not if you're a liberal that thinks government is the answer to everything. Speaking, there's another bill. This is in the northwestobserver.com. 2662. This expands the worst ever service train, excuse me, West Side Express service, which is incredibly expensive and has very low ridership, you know, from Portland down to Wilsonville. Uh, it expands it all the way to Salem. Oopsies. Can you imagine how much money that's going to take? And I'll get to a measure 114 update when we come back. Don't go away. It is 630. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. Great to have you with us, folks. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC Talk On. I will give you an update here on Measure 114. And... Where it stands today, and an interesting alert that actually came out uh, earlier from Oregon Firearms Federation about a couple of um, bills that I did not know were, I, I knew there were going to be gun bills introduced, and there is a Measure 114 implementation bill. We'll get to that. If you're just joining us, we're talking about Kim Thatcher passed unanimously a bill that is very dear to her heart, using the emotional argument and common sense. Senate Bill 1584. Kim Thatcher, by the way, is going to be joining us today in the war room about 2.30. From 2.30 to 3.15 is when she's scheduled to be joining us. We are meeting now in the Ike Box Coffee House, the corner of Chemeketa and Cottage. We're in the Bay Room, which is on the ground floor behind the stage. She'll be joining us. This is the bill that passed unanimously out of the Senate. And it says that if you have been wrongfully convicted and served time in Oregon and you are innocent, you get paid back money for that. Now, it's not that many people. Oregon's one of only 13 states, by the way, that don't provide compensation to wrongfully 
convicted people. She uses the emotional argument. This is part of what we teach you in the war room. So this is you know, great for you to come and join us in the Oregon Citizens Lobby War Room today. We only meet on Thursdays. We train you how to be effective. You know, communicating to your legislator, especially during the legislative session, that's why we have legislators walk across the street, like Senator Thatcher will be doing today, joining us at 2.30. So make sure if you, if you really want to talk with her about an issue, or you want to find out how you can help her move her bills through the legislative session and how many of them actually might uh, get passed and put into law, you should come. Today, we're there from 8 to 3 in the Oregon Citizens Lobby War Room, the Ike Box, in the Bay Room. We teach you how to be effective at talking to not just legislators, but how to give public testimony, how to write public testimony, whether it's on a bill before the legislature or maybe it's before the school board or the city council or the county commission. That's what we do. We are conservative. If you're a liberal, you're probably not going to like hanging out with us, <laughs> to put it mildly. Um, before I do the Measure 114 uh, update, remember, if your heating system is not keeping up, you really ought to call Freedom Heating and Air. Because they will get out right away. It's one of the great things they do, and they do them really well. Emergency services is one of many things they do. But emergency services, they stand tall above everybody else. Give them a call, 503-580-1456, 86 or check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net. It's all one word, freedomheatingandair.net. Here's the Measure 114 update. Uh, the feds have a schedule for um, all of their... Uh, updates in the federal lawsuit. Okay? This isn't the state lawsuit. This is the federal lawsuit. And you can see it if, if you go to federal lawsuit schedule, March 2020, 20, March 2023 federal lawsuit schedule. That's what this thing's entitled. And I can send it to you if, if you want to get it. John uh, McDonald, who is usually in our war room, is tracking this stuff. Thank you, John. Um, defendants' answers are due tomorrow. Disclosure of experts is due on the 8th of March. Service of written fact discovery is March 13th. And it just goes on and on and on. Uh, from April, discovery motions in May, amended pleadings, and trial in June. My guess is that is an ambitious schedule that probably doesn't hold. Now, John also sent me the Measure 114 implementation bill, at least part of it. It is House Bill 3115. And here's what John says. Permits for a permit for you to buy a gun. Remember, that that's what's unconstitutional about this thing. It clearly is an inhibition. They're going to try to codify this, and they're going to try to fix it. I told you they would, and of course they will. 
This modifies the firearm permit application in Measure 114. It modifies that process of application and permitting and issuing. It says that the DMV is going to put this on your driver's license as an endorsement. Now, I just got a real ID driver's license. They're going to send me a little stamp that says, I'm okay that I get to put on my my driver's license, or do I have to go back and get a whole new one again? John writes this. One of the many questions he has is, let's say I do a paid background check on someone and pay extra for the DMV check. Can I tell if they have a firearms purchase permit? You know, that's a great question. I hope somebody actually answers it. Anyway, this is House Bill 3511. And you can read the entire text of it, analysis, amendments, so on and so forth. It had a first reading on the 28th of February, which in my lightning quick mind was a little over two days ago. Now, it was referred to the speaker's desk. The chief sponsor is someone by the name of Representative Chaichi. One of those minority people, it sounds like, that, you know, has to have a huge pay increase because they couldn't get into the legislature. It was a barrier to them, right? Which is what we're talking about, a... 80% 80% pay increase do legislators today, do they deserve it? 503-589-1220. That's the Power Buick GMC talk line. If you want to comment on that, do they deserve an 80% pay increase, which would make them the seventh highest paid legislature in the country and we're not even full-time. We would be the highest paid legislature in the country uh, at $64,000 base pay, and they get even more on top of that. I know, because when I served in the House, we got per diem. And then we got per diem for all them committees we sit on during the interim time period when we're not in legislative session. Do we deserve that? And is it a barrier? I told you that in the OPB story about this, it is all about race because it's they make the argument that the Oregon legislature is too white. It's not diverse enough. Is it really? If you compare the number of blacks in America, or actually not in America, but in Oregon, compared to the black makeup or the minority makeup of Hispanics, of Asians, I think there's plenty of them. Am I wrong about that? 503-589-1220. Also, the FTX donor made the half a million dollar, $500,000 contribution illegally to the Democratic Party of Oregon, pled guilty to that in federal court, not having anything to do with the investigation by the Secretary of State of Oregon. 
and the $35,000 fine she levied against the Democrat Party of Oregon, which is fighting the fine. They're taking it to court. We didn't know it was illegal. Yeah, right. Uh, HJR 21 loots the people's kicker and spreads it around. Yes. State Representative Ben Bowman, a liberal, of course, from Portland, has introduced a House joint resolution which, if passed in the House, goes to the Senate. If it's passed in the Senate, it bypasses the governor. It goes directly to the people of Oregon to change Oregon's Constitution. To do what? Well, it loots your kicker income. And it puts it all into one pot. You're no longer rewarded. So the drug dealer who works part-time is going to get the same amount of money as the mom who works full-time. Really? Is that fair? That's an argument you can use, right? Back in a moment with your phone calls and more emails. It's 648. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. We will go to Gary in just a momento. But of course, I need to read you an email. Rich writes an email about pay increase for legislators. Since Senator Deb Patterson started this raise crap a few sessions ago, the Dems and the Socialists want a year-round legislature. Look how that doesn't work in California. The legislature should be looking at how they have not been true to the oath they took to do what's best for Oregon and uphold the state and federal constitutions, not destroy the constitutions. As far as their report card on how they've done to deserve a salary, a grade of F minus for the Dems and socialists, if you're into making Oregon better. And an A, if you're into destroying Oregon and making this into a racist state. Yes, because the pay increase bill, if you oppose it, means you're a racist. That's right, folks. Julie writes an email about legislator pay. $65,000 a year is not the true figure, she writes. Add Social Security, Medicare taxes, PERS payments, and other benefits. Taxes based on a salary rate. This raises the $65,000 to anywhere between $75,000 and $85,000. That's true because not all the legislators are in PERS. Some are in the lesser system. She continues, they also receive a living allowance while they're in session, yes? Why do we want to pay these people more to destroy the state? When I served on the library board, I received no pay and was out of pocket for expenses. Of course, when we work on emotions or intellect, stupid people are elected and stupid ideas are brought up. No pay, raise, no way. And then a state employee who shall never be named says a have I seen this bill? Yeah, well, I commented on it yesterday. Made national news, folks. 
Yes, there's a bill that proposes to give $1,000 a month to the homeless, low-income people. No spring strings attached. You can be a flaming drug addict, a meth head, stealing people's catalytic converters, breaking into their home. State of Oregon's going to give you $1,000 as a reward. Yeah, elections have consequences. The idiocy of such a bill is, in fact, a consequence. These kinds of elections. Uh, Folks, if you're looking for a contractor you can absolutely trust, you need to talk to Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations. Check out his website, RighteousRenovations.com, especially if you're thinking about somebody who can come into your home and do a what can be a really disruptive project like remodeling your kitchen. That can be disruptive. But he specializes in kitchen and bathroom remodels and a lot of great customers are very happy with his work. Check it out. RighteousRenovations.com If you're thinking about that kind of work in your home, you should definitely call Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations. RighteousRenovations.com Let's go to the phones to Gary. Gary, good morning. Hey, Jeff, go Ducks. Go Beebs. There you go. So uh, we had a great meeting the other night. Uh, One of the gals that was there, um, she was telling about how she had, uh, she was a um, a tech at OHSU, uh, would run the machine that would uh, uh, do the brain waves uh, for people. Very short labor on that. There was only like four or five of them, and they needed like ten. And uh, she she refused the shot, uh, knew that it was not a, a good idea, uh, and so they put her on, uh, you know, they threatened to take her job and everything else, and uh, eventually they did lay her off. <clears throat> but the entire time that she was there, they were mocking her, uh, calling her names, uh, had to, you know, separated her, put a badge on her to say that she was unvaxxed, to stay away, basically, uh, and just treated her like complete, like she was a leper. Uh, just abused her for basically a year until they laid her off. Uh, and this is OHSU who run, writes the rules for the state of Oregon for the way they're going to handle the, the, uh, the pandemic. You know, uh, it's interesting because there is an opinion piece today. It was great that you brought this up. In the Argus Observer, By a, it, it's, a, it's a woman. who uh, She looks like she's a single woman. Has four kids. Her name is April. April Johnson. And she says that Governor Tina Kotek needs to repeal the vaccine mandates on volunteers who go to schools. Not to mention teachers and all the other state employees that are out there. Don't you think that's, I mean, that that seems like a reasonable idea since apparently the COVID emergency is gonna be over here shortly according to the occupant of the White House in May. Well, why do we even have an emergency? What what emergency? Uh, Nobody's even getting a cold anymore. And they call it, what they're doing, the minute they take away that emergency designation, 
that uh, experimental mRNA gene therapy uh, treatment is no longer valid. It is no longer approved by the FDA, and that's the only reason they're holding it. And uh, the minute that happens, then people start asking questions. They're not going to eliminate the experiment. Come May, he's going to say, no, we need to keep going. Or he'll find another excuse. Because it's a big deal if they, if they can't use the, uh, the, the shot. It is. It is absolutely so. So are you guys meeting tonight? No, no, no. We, uh, we, we met Tuesday. Uh, right. We were, we were kind of meeting. moving around a little bit uh, because of people's schedules. Uh, okay. You know, everybody's involved with so many different uh, causes that uh, you can't uh, can't keep up. You know, it's interesting. We went down to um, Grants Pass to the Josephine County GOP Liberty Day on Saturday, and they had some yeah. great speakers like Dr. Frank and stuff like that, uh, um, Mark uh, Thielson and all those people, great speakers. And our speaker came in at the very end of the day and just blew them away. Because it, it, she was telling stuff we all know, but nobody's, everybody's afraid to talk. And it was the only applause I heard that day, and big applause. People taking pictures of the, of the uh, demonstration and everything else, because this has hit a nerve. You know, all of these people are dying, women having miscarriages, um, women's menstrual styles being messed up, and, you know, cancers and everything else. Nobody's talking about it. I mean, all day nobody talked about it, but she brought it. She she gave a speech at that thing, and they were all over it. Wow, that's great, Gary. Uh, I mean, that that's powerful. Keep us uh, apprised on what's going on uh, in the in in your efforts. Okay, go Beavs. Sure, absolutely. Uh, by the way, thanks. Thanks, Linda, for sending me what I think is a serious article, but maybe not, about how you recycle wind turbine blades. The resin in the components can be made into consumer products, like gummy bears? Yeah, I don't think so. Rebecca, sorry I won't have time to get to you today, folks. Thanks for joining us. There's lots more I didn't even get to today. But I deeply appreciate each and every one of you joining us. Come see us in the war room today. We'll be back tomorrow on Freedom Friday. I'll see you then.